Hey, hey, dude. Yep. <laughs> have um. Have you ever heard of um? <laughs> have you ever heard of Hiroshima? <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you ever <laughs> have you ever heard of Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yes. Oh. Yeah, like the car brands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have. Yeah, those are. I mean, like, I know what they are. They're the cities that got uh, bombed, right? Oh, With yeah. the atomic bomb. Yeah. Did I just ruin the whole episode? Yeah, that was... I was <laughs> going to lead up to that, so... <laughs> I didn't know you would I, know that. I, mean, I thought I thought most people didn't know about that. <laughs> so... so you wanna, like, we're going to make an episode. That was, like, the big fact. You're like, you're not going to believe what happens to these what happens to these cities. I was going to uh, talk all about... These really cool cities, and then yeah. be like, and then they blew up. Wait till you hear and about that was Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be the big like surprise twist in the episode, but <laughs> maybe we should just start over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I we're we're talking. They're they're part of the story. Part of what story? I mean, the story of humanity. <laughs> They're in there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a blip on the radar, but but it's oh, it's, it's not on, a great. It's, well, it's a blip on the. Oh gosh, that joke was gonna be a lot funnier if I could think of what the uh, circles tar- target. It's a blip on the target. Uh-huh. Mm. That would have been funny if you were quicker. You gotta be quicker, quicker than, than that. Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. Oh. Have we ever talked about that guy on the show yet? Uh. No, how you think that's David Hasselhoff? Yeah, I don't think I know. I'm certain. <laughs> Not David. <laughs> certain Who would David. look at this, gr- okay, this there's fragile that, old man? What is that? What is that, Geico? Is that a Geico commercial? It's a Geico commercial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Have you seen... Uh, to I mean, our, we're, not to allowed, we're not allowed to name their brand uh, on have, here. If, have you seen that Gecko commercial? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard that Gucko commercial? <laughs> have you guys seen that Google commercial? <laughs> have you guys seen that Glucose commercial? <laughs> Have you seen that glue commercial? <laughs> Wait, common glue or irregular glue? Irregular glue. Oh, you know, I just got a shipment of 15,000 pounds of that the other day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know something that's great What's um, that? to use 15,000 pounds of irregular glue for. We've already done that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um. How did we go down that? What, 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 what did I originally about, say? We're about, have you heard of? Oh, freaking okay. Um, no, so there's that 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 gecko commercial <laughs> where they're in the grocery or they're not the groceries, they're like a clothing store, mm-hmm. and there's that fisherman, and he's got the he's got the fishing pole, and he's reeling in like the dollar. I love you're giving us a scene pole. by scene of <laughs> yeah. a commercial that everyone's that, seen before. <laughs> well, I'm making sure <laughs> there's that dude jumping and reaching for the dollar, and he like keeps reeling it back, and he's like. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. I am positive that's David Hasselhoff, and nobody believes me. Not even Gecko. Not even David Hasselhoff, because <laughs> you emailed him, and you were like, hey, buddy, the jig is up. <laughs> like, I know. We, we've we caught you. And he responded, got to be quicker than that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one of the most interesting things I learned out of this. Do you think the government gave him stomach cancer? I hate that. I think that's funny. <laughs> First of all, you're well wrong. Like, seriously, what are you doing? What is happening right now? Things I learned last night. You know, you know who I don't like, hundred percent. Like, David Hasselhoff. I don't like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I also don't like Travago guy. Yeah, I know. We've had a lot of conversations about I how you don't like Travago. Travago guy eats at Arby's, hundred percent. That guy, <laughs> that guy goes hard on some curly fries and Pepsi. He goes Harvey's. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey's. He does go Harvey's. You're right. Uh. Can we make shirts that say "I go Harbies"? I go Harbies. <laughs> Speaking of Harbies mm-hmm. and you know words that aren't words, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been getting a lot of texts lately from your agent telling me about 
people who say that Tib guy pronounces things wrong. And so I just want to clear the air here for a second. Um, for those of you <laughs> who apparently think I say a lot of things wrong. Yeah. First of all, you're wrong. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I'd like to see you try to teach somebody or a lot of people a lot of things about things you know nothing about. What was that sentence? <laughs> Holy cow. First of all, <laughs> there's a lot of the word things in there. I would like That's to see you guys show's teach about. things, some things that I, things, the people, things, the people. What? No. Okay. okay want me to try that again? We'll tr- please try that sentence again. First of all, you're wrong. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> First of all, you're well wrong. And... <laughs> You're WWE wrong. Wow. <laughs> WWE Monday Night Wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Continue. Okay, first of all, you're wrong. Second of all, I'd like to see you teach a bunch of people about stuff that you know nothing about all the time <laughs> and see if you could pronounce words right. Because it's not easy, okay? Third, if you're treating this podcast like NPR, like we are the authority, then you're probably mistaken because we are more important than NPR. And we get things way better than NPR. NPR. Yeah, what does that stand for? Not freaking real. <laughs> you know how, how freaking you spell, spell PH. <laughs> PHR. It's like fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Not freaking real with a PHR. <laughs> oh. That's freaking dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, man. WTP, right, guys? <laughs> what the freak? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> WTP. But anyways, all that to say, also, also, a lot of our topics have been about Japan. Yeah, I don't. I was curious. You know, I was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was thinking that. Um, I don't know why that's a thing. I just, it. I don't know if Wikipedia is being like, "Hey, you read a lot about Japan. Here's some more," or if are you just? I'm just stumbling upon a lot of interesting things that have happened or are about Japan. Right. Right. And right. So, can we do an episode about Hyundai? That's not a thing. So we couldn't. <laughs> We could probably do an episode about Hyundai, but definitely not Hyundai. I don't know what that is. Uh, Hyundai is a car company. You literally drive a Hyundai Sonata. I don't drive either of those things. I drive what? a Hyundai <laughs> XG350. Oh, you don't drive a Sonata? No. My bad. It's the luxury edition of the Sonata. Okay. <laughs> How dare you lower me to the level of a Sonata? Yeah, my car is so nice that they don't give it <laughs> one of those cheesy They give it letters and numbers. Yeah, it's like the poor man's Audi. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not an A5, haven't you? That's what they. Something. Yeah. See, when cars are really nice, they don't name them. Yeah. <laughs> just letters and numbers. They okay. just slap the keyboard. That's what I did for my first job. Uh, K pound sign. <laughs> K pound sign Myers. You don't have a kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. You're right. I don't have a kid. I have four, um, four children. <laughs> K pound sign, uh, semicolon close parentheses, uh, asterisk V, and uh, space bar, space bar, space bar, WWE. I hate that. I think that's funny. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> is Spacebar, 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 WWE's name? Yeah. Is it spelled S-P-A with... S-P-A... <laughs> that's what C- I was hoping you were going to say. B-A-R underscore <laughs> S-P-A-C-E-B-A-R W... D O U B L E 
the letter U. E E E. One of the easiest sounds. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know about semicolon close parentheses or asterisk V, but I know that spacebar, 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 WWE is special. And here's how I know. Because for you to slap your keyboard and hit those letters in that order with one slap, is nothing short of phenomenal. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I got big hands. <laughs> we we named the first three on my MacBook, and then spacebar, 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 WWE, we named uh, on my iPhone 6. So <laughs> it was... It was a different, you know, it's a different time. He's a little yeah. younger than the other ones. Yeah, yeah. And, um... New era. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't pick favorites, but I would say, uh... I would say that he is definitely my favorite. Okay, well... well all that to say... All that to say... That my next child will be named after your Hyundai. <laughs> XG350. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be your next child's name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well... If and only if you agree that it's pronounced Hyundai. Also, speaking of names, uh, that couple really did name their dog Tip. <laughs> how how did they prove that? Uh, I flew to them. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. It's where it was yesterday. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Yeah, where I do did. they live? I don't remember their address. We met outside of Hardee's. Where? Mm, well, you know, it wasn't in the West because they call it Carl's Jr. So that narrows it down. Where was it? It was, uh, I mean, I don't want to tell you. I don't want you to go there and kill this dog. Not what I was planning on doing. I can see it in your eyes, Tim. <laughs> You're like, I don't like this dog. <laughs> That's not what I was. I don't think you actually went there. How do you know that they did? How did you know that they actually did that? How did I know they actually named their dog Tib? Yes. Because they actually tweeted at me again this week with, it looks like Tib, the picture of Tib. Now, listen, I don't know if they've listened to the last episode yet or not about my offer to buy them a dog tag. But when they do, they'll slide in my DMs. All right, we don't have a whole lot of time. Let's get on topic. It's already 10 o'clock at night. Fine. Um. Um. <laughs> so all that to say, <laughs> all that to say, it's hard to pronounce a lot of words that you know nothing about, uh, especially when most of them are Japanese. <laughs> so this guy named Satomu Yamaguchi. He <laughs> 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 worked for Mitsubishi. Um, <laughs> that was so good. Oh. So Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi worked for Mitsubishi, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, during the uh, World Cold War II War. era. Mm. Nope, <laughs> during the <laughs> World War II era. I don't know if you remember this, but when we started the episode, I asked you if you knew about Hiroshima. <laughs> There's a reason I asked you. I'm not gonna lie to you. We have done so many bits since we started this episode. But I could not remember <laughs> what we were talking Because <laughs> we started talking about my kids' names and the car. We just got so off track. We did. That, uh, I, okay. Honestly, if you had just talked about Nintendo, I would not have been so... I would have gone with it. I could have talked about something totally different. I could have told you about where shampoo I came mean, from. It would have had to involve Japan, because that's how we... I remember us getting off track with Japan. Yeah, fair. Um, so, okay. So, do- <laughs> During World War II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he was employed by Mitsubishi, and he was on business uh, in Hiroshima. He had a two-month stay mm-hmm. uh, in Hiroshima, and at the time, uh, Mitsubishi was building um, a lot of uh, like military, like naval vessels. 
Um, okay. a, a lot of companies were doing that at the time, building stuff for well, yeah, the I mean, war that's effort. War is because that's where the money was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of, of course. Um, so he he was on business in wow. Hiroshima. Bom, bom, bom. What is it good for making bunch of money? Wow. That's so he was spending about two years <laughs> or two months in Hiroshima. Um, what are you digging through? What is this? Is this is this your toiletry bag? What are you what are you brushing your teeth right now? What is this? Yours was pointed out. But I was doing this. <laughs> Why would I not? You just pulled a bunch of toiletries out of your backpack in the middle of the podcast. How am I not gonna acknowledge it? Who are you shushing? Is there somebody in the bag? <laughs> they need the toothbrush and stuff for. Just keep talking to. No, I'm curious what you're digging in the bag for. You need to quit asking. I'm. You listen. You're. You're the one answering questions in this podcast, not asking them. Okay. What are you doing? Shh. You are. You're just really distracting me right now. I'm not gonna lie. Shh. Tim. Talk about Japan, or don't talk Japan. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Tim, you tell me about Japan, or you do not talk your mouth. Do, I do not what? Talk your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about Japan, or don't talk your mouth. Gosh, that's so just dumb. What are you, I, I can't, what are you, what is this? What is going on? Whatever. Okay, so, um, I'm looking for stuff. Quit talking. <laughs> I need to concentrate. Shut up. <laughs> so Yamaguchi. Uh-huh. Gosh dang I'm just it! Doing this the whole <laughs> Keep talking. I'm listening. I'm listening. I need no, you. literally keep I talking. I can't it's focus really, right it's now. It's going to be a lot funnier if the sound of me rustling <laughs> around is in the background. Okay, whatever. Um, so Yamaguchi was in Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. He's standing in a field one day right? Um, on this business trip, last day of the trip, um, and early morning. All of a sudden, these planes fly over. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I hate the way you are. <laughs> you just literally just dumped his entire backpack out on the table. Tim, keep talking about Hiroshima. I'm listening. I'm here. I'm present. So, he's out in this field. Last day he's supposed to be there. These planes fly over, and they drop a couple boxes. And so these boxes start flowing, floating down, um, and... Like they got like parachutes. Oh, okay. I was gonna say floating boxes. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, Mr. Bishi really did a lot of futuristic work. Yeah, so these these boxes are just slowly floating down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he described it like like I bet that that was kind of a really spooky thing. You're in the middle of World War II, right? So obviously, you know, like you're probably accustomed at this point to people like bombing you. Um, I don't know. I wasn't there. Just used to it. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that makes sense. These planes flew over, and they mm-hmm. dropped these boxes, and, and like they parachute down. And so you're like, "What's happening? <laughs> this, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is strange." Apparently, those were like what they did. Those were devices that they measured the blast with okay. in those boxes. <clears throat> so they dropped those first. Oh, so that when they when the bombs did drop, they could see. So the boxes were to measure the blast. Yeah, they gotcha. were devices that measured the blast. Um, and so they flew over, dropped those first, and then another plane flew over just a few seconds later and dropped the bomb. Who's dropping these? Us, the, the United States. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> Make sure. Okay. Um, so they flew over and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they flew what? over. Like, seriously, what are you doing? What is happening right now? Why are you, like, reorganizing your backpack right now? What is happening? Gosh, you literally, you haven't grabbed a single thing of importance. You're just opening every compartment in your backpack, taking everything out, uh-huh. and then just putting it back. I'm listening. Gosh, I hate you. Uh, ah. 
<laughs> this whole episode when I was preparing, I was like, I was like, man, this part's gonna be kind of heavy. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> if I'm honest, I don't want it to be super heavy, but at the same time, like maybe we should be a little reverent. And then you pulled this stunt, and I'm just fed up, and I just want to. <laughs> And so now we're talking about one of the only times in history that somebody got nuked and you're just rustling through your bag. I couldn't put my chapstick. <laughs> Here's the thing. I started looking for my chapstick and then you made a big deal of me looking at my bag. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess we're committing. <laughs> I was annoyed by myself too, Tim. Don't worry. I was like, "This is the most annoying thing I've ever done in my entire life." That's not true, but whatever. <laughs> have you have you ever had chapstick in that backpack? Yeah, I did. I had chapstick in that bag with. Listen, I just I got. I just did a show last night, and I haven't even. I literally haven't even been to my apartment yet. Just think about that, okay? Really? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, I committed to the craft, Tim. Cool. Um, so, so a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so obnoxious right now. Yeah, Let's, I don't know what cut, is happening. We're gonna cut all this stuff out. Uh, <laughs> About a dollar for every time in an episode you said we're gonna cut this out, and then, and then it then just did it. <laughs> You'd have twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, You'd <have> twelve episodes. <laughs> it's happened at least. It's happened once an episode. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. So so Yamaguchi mm-hmm. is in this field. Is in okay. this field. Okay, all right. Let's bring it right, right, right here. These boxes start dropping down. Yamaguchi says what? Yeah, Yamaguchi says, what is this, up? And then he says, which? <laughs> what is this? Those are boxes, up? not houses, and parachutes, not balloons. How and big so, are these boxes? Do you know? Not average box sizes. Like, you probably could ship them on UPS ground and for a decent amount. Oh, okay. Money. Like, yeah. I mean, like, Amazon Prime is dropping these devices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Before, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you um, And then the plane flies over, drops the bomb. How do you know how long between the boxes and the bomb? It was a couple of minutes, and so oh, okay. it was just this moment where these planes flew over and dropped this thing, and everyone was like, "What's what's 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 this? What's going on?" A couple minutes later, plane flies over, drops the bomb, and so they watch. Everyone's like looking up, like what's going on, and so they like pretty much everyone just sees the plane fly over, drop this bomb, right? Um, and how far away are you gonna get to where you, uh, Yamaguchi is from, like uh, impact? Uh, uh, zone zero. What is it called? Ground zero. Ground zero. That's right. Ground zero. There you go. Um, he's he's uh. Let me see. He was three kilometers away. Okay. So he. I mean, he's, he's pretty close. In he's in the the he's exposure it. of it for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so so it hits it hits mm-hmm. it blows up and it blows like it knocks him out. It just like it busts out his hearing in Oof. one of his ears, blinds him like temporarily, and then totally burns one side of his body. Um, and, but he wakes up and like, other than, you know, the excruciating burns all over his body and the whole can't hear out of one ear and blind for a few minutes, he's fine. Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean like he just dusted it off. Yeah. And so he gets up and he's like, wow, that hurt. What's the, okay. This is a darker question. What is the kill radius on those? Do you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure those people who were here were the same distance away that he was that did not survive that. Really? I, don't I mean, know. I mean, anybody I, near Ground Zero was gone. Yeah, for almost sure. immediately. I don't know what the kill radius was on it, um, but I mean, is I mean, it had to be pretty close. Yeah, I don't know the numbers on who, how many people died in that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think I know either. Probably should know that, given the fact that I'm talking about it today. And he was which, which city was he? He was in Hiroshima. Okay. Um, and so he tells, okay, of course. When, well, I mean, I guess that's fair. I got a little, uh, I'm like, man, of course, when I click on Hiroshima, it takes me to just give me a little bunch of information about the city. <laughs> but, I mean, I uh, guess it was, it did other things than get bombed. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. Um, directly killed an estimated 70,000 people mm. in the bombing. Well. By the end of the year, people affected by it, like injuries after it, the yeah. death toll jumped to 166,000. Um, and so the population before the bombing was 340,000. So it literally cut the population of the city in half. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable. And I think Nagasaki was similar numbers. Um, yeah, Nagasaki. Nagasaki was 80,000. 
Mm. So, 75 and 80. Wow. So, yeah, they were both pretty big deal. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so Yamaguchi wakes up after this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, like, uh, I mean, he doesn't, he's confused. He's dazed, doesn't know what's going on. He gets up, he starts walking into, like, these nearby woods. Um, and he comes ac- across, like, a couple of brothers and then, like, is talking to them about what's going on, trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, there's a kid there who's just, like, he's, like, sc- screaming like he wants water. So they find, like, a bottle of water, and they get him this water. Well, he drinks the water and, like, immediately dies because there was something that, like, and this happened to a ton of people. I didn't know this, but somehow, like, the nuclear explosion created this infection in people, like, this, like, immediate infection where if they drank water, they were now, like, like, violently, like, allergic to water. And so if they drank water, they died. What? Which meant they were, they're going to die. Like, yeah, pretty dang I mean, quick. Yeah, you need it. So that sucks. Um, wow. And then, like, and then it, he's in the forest and it started acid raining. And so yeah. they get up and they, like, try to rush into the city. They get into the city. The city's flattened. So there's, like, nowhere you can go to get away from this rain. But it's, like, yeah. acid rain. And so, and they all have, like, all these burns all over them. And it's, like, getting inside them and they're getting the infection. Just this terrible thing. Ooh. Yamaguchi ends up um, finding a couple of his coworkers he was on the business trip with, and they're like, "We gotta get to the other side of town so we can get on the next train out of here." Yeah. Um. And he tells the story, and it's really just tragic. Like he taught of going through this town and how just horrible it was. At one point, they get to this river near where Ground Zero would have been. Um, and he said that it was just the river was just full of like bodies and body parts. And he said that they literally had to like walk on bodies to get across the river. Like yeah. they used them as like a bridge. So just this horrible, horrible experience. Finally, they get to the other side of town and are able to get a train ride out of there on the next morning. And so they get the train ride out. Um, he goes home, um, which was Nagasaki. And so Oof. the next day he, he, which kudos Dang. to Yamaguchi because he gets nuked. The next day he shows up for work. Um, what? <laughs> which, what? If that doesn't say anything about the Ooh. work culture in that country, I don't know what does. Jeez. So dude. He, sh- he shows up <laughs> for like, work the next no, morning. Work. Yeah. He starts telling his boss about what happened. And his boss is no joke, like, like dude, like, there's no bomb that's strong enough to, like, take down a whole city like flatten a whole city like that and he's like he's like yeah right he's like dude you're full of it he's like he's like that didn't that didn't happen um he's in nagasaki yeah he's in nagasaki he's like he's like yeah i don't i don't believe you and so as like he's arguing with his boss about whether that's possible they dropped the bomb on nagasaki no this guy's there for both yeah he was there for both atom bombs and his office was again no his office was again three kilometers from no the, way from ground zero damn and so that hits and like it bl- it blows out all the windows but they're far enough away so this building doesn't get flattened but it blows out the windows knocks them all down and he gets up and he's like man i just survived another nuke uh which is mind-blowing oh my isn't that gosh. crazy isn't that unbelievable that is, I mean, imagine though the that's just the bad luck of this guy. Cause I know. I, well, because while you were talking, I was looking up uh, uh, how far apart they are, mm-hmm. and it is. Um, I don't know how to read these things. Oh, it looks about four hours. Yeah. By train. Yeah. Or seven hours by car. So he took a four-hour train ride. And then that city is like, boof, as well. Yep. Oof. Yep. Wow. Isn't that wild? He was there for both of them. That's insane. Both of them. Both of them. And it's not even, like, it's just the amount of just bad luck. Because, like, it was his last day in Hiroshima when they dropped that. And then his first day back in Nagasaki when they dropped the Nagasaki. And even both of those... Um, I believe I can't. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I what, can't so remember. How exactly. did the person at work not believe that it was it leveled that city? Like, did it not? Did news not get over to them? 
well, news traveled slower then, and like they heard that there was a massive bomb that hit, but they like like think about it. That'd be like the equivalent of what was going on there. It would be kind of like if somebody was telling us that, um, like I don't know, like a death ray or something. Like, dude, they you hear that they death rayed Chicago? And be like, come on, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you're like, no, they didn't. Like, we had something we've probably heard of. Like, you know that maybe like that could exist, but there's it probably doesn't. You know, and right. I, I think that was probably the same like it was attitude. More of like, it didn't flatten. I mean, like, yeah, damage is bad, but it didn't. There's no way it flattened the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so the <laughs> the crazy part of it was, um. This is so. So he's bad luck because the timing of it. He was in Mm -hmm. both of them, and even worse than that is Nagasaki was a secondary target of the bomb. They originally wanted to hit Kokura, which is a different city, right? Um, Which I can see on the map there. Yeah, and but because the like drifting smoke from the first bomb, they were like, "Well, we can't really fly through there." So like, well, let's hit Nagasaki instead, and so. Because they bombed Hiroshima, which he was at the last day, they couldn't bomb what they wanted to bomb the second day, so they decided to bomb where he went on the second day. <laughs> which is like, man, your luck is awful. That's terrible. I know. Yeah. So, so it was obviously just this really, really unlucky thing. But he survived both. Um, he had he did lose his hearing in his left ear, but other than that, uh, he I had mean, he survived. Yeah, yeah, he had some serious burns that took like years to heal. But they did completely heal, um, and it was really just the ear issue that he had from that point forward, which is unbelievable to be three kilometers from both atom bombs and live. Um, yeah, that's just a crazy, like crazy thing that nobody can nobody can claim that they did. So right. so after it happened years later, um, he was in 1957. He was recognized as a Hibakusha, um, which is an, uh, an explosion-affected person, is what it means, um, which sounds like the most <laughs> like just lame, like explosion-affected explosion. person. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, and so he was recognized for Nagasaki, but the like government wouldn't recognize him for Hiroshima? being at Hiroshima for some reason, um, and that didn't happen until two thousand nine. That the Japanese government was like, yeah, you were at both. Um, but is he? He's dead by two thousand nine. Uh, no. What? No. How old is this guy? Uh, well, he died in two thousand ten at the age of ninety three. Oh, which okay. I think blows for, for <laughs> surviving two atomic bombs and then living to ninety three. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Which. I think that shows us that atomic bombs aren't as bad as we think. We should just atomic bomb ourselves. Yeah, because apparently you make it to 93. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really bad life advice. Worked for Yamaguchi. (laughs) We even named. He did so. The the atom bombs did so good for him that we named those little little games that you kept in your pocket with the little pets that you could carry everywhere. Okay. From the 90s. Remember Yamaguchi's? They're Tamagotchis. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I was just not amused, I guess. <laughs> I wanted one of those so bad, but my parents thought they were satanic. Really? I don't know if they thought they were satanic. They just wanted to let me have one. Mm. Or never bought me one. I don't mm. know. Man. I thought Digimon was satanic. Digimon is satanic. Where's Digimon? From Japan? That's fair. Yeah. Gotcha. So, probably. Wow. So... So yeah, so then so after the bombing happens, yeah. He does not want anything to do with like any of the war. He doesn't want to talk about it. He just like kind of like No, you don't say. That, yeah, yeah, I know. He just shovels that part of his life away and like tries to forget that it ever happened. And this is after the war? Yeah, after the war happened. Yeah. Um and so uh uh they 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 um people had had constantly approached him and wanted to like do interviews with him and talk to him about what happened but he would always refuse he never wanted to talk about it um and then uh in 2006 he finally like agreed to be in a documentary about his experience 
um, which was screened uh, by the UN, um, and it was called Twice Survived, the Doubly Atomic Bomb of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Wow. Um, and it's just, it was this documentary about his story. Um, and so he just talked about, he started to voice how much he hated the atom bombs and thought how awful it was because, I mean, he saw firsthand what it did. Right. Um, and so then, <laughs> here's one of the most interesting things I learned out of this. Did you know that James Cameron is Canadian? What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did a whole documentary about him. He didn't really like talking about it, but they finally got him to agree to it. <laughs> and he was very vocal about how much he didn't like the atomic bombs. Here's the most interesting thing I've learned this whole time. Did you know that James Cameron was Canadian? Actually, speaking of Canada, um, I just got an alert that in the Olympics, they're doing pretty well. So let's check in with our sports announcer. Uh, about the Olympics right now. You're listening to Joe Randall's Sports Empty. I'm live at the Olympics with Canadian curler John Morris. John, you just upset Russia in a nail-biter of a game. Tell us what your strategy is moving into the semifinals. Are you nervous or are you just shivering because it's 14 degrees? <laughs> John? Well, you know, Joe, we just got to make sure we're, we get the rock on the right side of the inch. We just got to get two points or more every time we get the hammer. See, we got to do what we can right out of the front of the house and make great draws. See, South Korea, they're, they're great at the hammer. We just got to get rid of their rocks and put our rocks right there where they want their rocks to be. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a lot of rocks, John. All right, curling it back to Kansas City. This has been Joe Rain. All right, thanks, Joe, for that. That It sounds like things are going great over at the Olympics. Honestly, at the Olympics, <laughs> wherever that is. <laughs> I'd like to see here. Hold on. Have you watched any of the Olympics yet? Uh, no. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to – let's play this game. We haven't played this game anywhere. Oh, great. For a while. So do you know where the Olympics is happening this year? Yes. Where? South Korea. Where? Uh, oh, gosh. What's the, how is it pronounced? Um, Want me to spell it for you? No, it's P-Y-E-U-N. Uh, how, do you, how do you say it? Penyon. Pe- no, it's not. How do you pronounce it? I forget. Apparently, I don't know how to pronounce things, according to our listeners. But if I had to guess, I'd say Pyeongchang. No, that's not it, dude. I'm looking right at it. Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang County, Wikipedia. Or wait, this is <laughs> from Wikipedia. Korean pronunciation in full Pyeongchang. Gun. Pyeongchang. 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 So, uh, Yamaguchi didn't really like the U.S. Understandable, um, which is why it took so long for Tamagotchis to release in the United States. But also, um, he didn't... He he did uh, that... Um, hold on. He did that documentary with the U.N., and then after that, he realized, hey... I'm the only person who was in both of them. I'm the only, I have a unique view on this because I saw this firsthand and I saw it twice. Right. So he's like, I understand the horrors of this and I know people are still researching this and building these. And he's like, I can do something about this. Mm-hmm. So then he started traveling around um, and trying to kind of talk to people and be like, hey, let's not do this to people because it sucks. Um, and so he started coming to America and he said that when he came to America, it was really very difficult for him um, to come into the country that like did that to his country. Um, but he saw it as an opportunity also to kind of help bridge that gap and like be a voice. And so uh, I watched some videos of him going to like schools and telling a story and it's really like, it's rough. He tells to a story at schools. Yeah. And so, he shows up and he, but it is, it's rough. It's rough watching yeah. him tell a story because, like, I mean, it's been seventy-five years at this point. No, even more than that. It's been like eighty-something years, and he is still like he can barely get through the words telling the story because it's just something that was that traumatic for him. Um, and so as this big ordeal, he ends up um in two thousand ten, 
um, the year after he was finally recognized for being double atom bombed by the government. Like the government was like, yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, he dies of stomach cancer, which I wonder about. What? You want? Do you think the government gave him stomach cancer? No, um, I think. <laughs> I think we would tend to say he got cancer because of the atom bombs. But it had been like 70 years yeah. since the atom bomb. I think he got stomach cancer from Doritos. What? <laughs> <laughs> and now now I wonder if... Because 70 years after getting A-bombed, mm-hmm. and then that's when he finally gets cancer. I don't... I don't think, I don't think it's part. I don't think. It, I don't think anyone's saying because of the bomb. I think it's just because old age does. I mean, he died because he's ninety three. He got stomach cancer. He died because he got stomach cancer. Yeah, but also he was ninety three. Yeah. Would you think his best years were ahead of him? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, probably he survived two a bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is one. This is a part of the story that I'm really interested to hear your opinion on. Okay. Um, not because I think you're going to have a good one, but because I think <laughs> you won't have one. <laughs> no, I think your opinion will actually be interesting on this. In 2010, uh-huh. so a little while after he died, it was still kind of... A few months, maybe. Yeah, it was still close to his death. Um, the BBC um, had a like special on about Yamaguchi in their comedy program called QI. Um, and they referred to him as the unluckiest man in the world, which is an appropriate title for Yamaguchi, um, right? Because yeah, he was. Um, and they, it, I mean, it was a sketch show, right? And so they made this sketch about how he was so un- unlucky, um, and how they like made jokes about the bomb like landing on him and bouncing off, um, and like hmm. they're jokes, right? And like, if we're honest. It had been like seventy six years since, since it happened. the bomb. So sure, like the wound should be healed by now. Like you should be allowed to joke about it by now. Yeah, I mean, like he doesn't have his hearing back, but we can joke about well, it. Well, he's yeah. dead now, so um, he doesn't have any hearing at all. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't. Know, you don't know what the afterlife's like. What if you just hear everything? Oof. Oof. <laughs> That'd be bad. But um, it triggered this huge criticism not just from japan but like all over the world um, right and like bbc told them to take it down um they're like we can't broadcast this anymore yeah. so they took it off the internet um they didn't they took it out of that episode um and the japanese embassy wrote to the bbc um how much that they like disagreed with what happened and then they like the bbc put out a, a statement apologizing for the whole ordeal um and Granted, I will say the timing of it was pretty bad because, like, Yamaguchi had just died. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of fresh. But at the same time, like, I'm interested to see what you think about, like, humor regarding things that are, like, obviously tragic. Sure. So the I think it mostly had to do with his timing of his death. Mm-hmm. Also, the death of thousands and thousands of people. True. Uh, especially in Japanese culture, which is really big on honor and dishonor. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think that's probably the main reason they took offense with it. Sure. Uh, they also, I mean, that is a common thing in Japanese culture. Like when you're coming of age as a high schooler, you take a lot of fences from people's yards. So that's probably why they took it, offense they a to whole that. Take offense, leave offense kind of <laughs> kind of policy. Hey Their man. currency is fences. <laughs> hey man, I'm a fence short. Could I? Uh, yeah, we'll help you out here. Yeah, you can take offense. Yeah, that. you can take offense. To that. <laughs> man, that's something I could take offense to. Um, yeah, and if you take someone's fence, you're defensing them. <laughs> that's what it is. I've been defensed. Yeah, that guy defensed me. <laughs> Dude, uh, I just got defensed for the first time in my life, man. <coughs> um, As far as, like, 
jokes about tragedy, I don't know that it is a set line. I think that it just it would depend on the joke. And I don't yeah. want to be one of those persons like there's nothing funny about. Like I mean like if you make a joke funny enough about it, I'll laugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing funny about this I unless there is. Something unless funny there about is it. something funny. About I mean, but, I mean, like, that's true though. I mean, like, uh, man, I don't know. I think it, it really just depends on what what the punchline of the joke is. Is the punchline of the joke the person affected by the tragedy? Uh-huh. Is the punchline of the joke the person or thing that caused the tragedy? You know, it, it, there's so many factors into it. It's hard to draw a line for every joke about tragedy. But I think mm-hmm. ultimately comedy is healing because it takes power away from uh, fear. It yeah. takes because uh, you can't make fun of something and it still be powerful in your mind. You can't be afraid of it and laugh at it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, that's I mean, the reason that uh, political figures uh, get upset when they are made fun of. Uh, mm-hmm. Is because it it takes away their like bigness, their toughness, their uh, their scariness is suddenly diminished because they're brought down to a level of uh, quote unquote humiliation. So if 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 the the person or entity or uh, mechanism responsible for the tragedy is the punchline of the joke, I think that can be made fun of. Mm-hmm. Anytime, I mean, but I mean, like there's there's comedians that make jokes uh right when tragic things happen um and and i think they're we also do live in a culture that like if something tragic happens now we have a tendency to go oh we have to live in this sadness yeah and i think there's value in there definitely is a line of i'm making a joke to avoid it Mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy to do on just a mm-hmm. personal level on a like a not even just a comedic level but like there are people who use humor to deflect feeling their feelings. Yeah. And I think that's unhealthy. I think there is value to feeling it, saying, "Okay, this is here. Uh I experienced that feeling. Um I acknowledge it and I can move on from it." Mm-hmm. Um rather than brooding in it or sitting in it or or yeah. whatever. And I think that's kind of there's some comedians who will definitely take it too far and say that they're doing it so that we don't sit in the sadness and so we don't do this and they're yeah. almost, they're but they're just doing it to be rude. Um, I think I mean there's no there is no hard line is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is definitely a, um, I mean that's comedy is taking away the, um, bigness of something. I think I think that goes back to. Back to all the way back to our Halloween episode, yeah. When they talked about how um, there was that priest who said, "I think it's okay for us to dress up and make fun of the devil one night yeah. a year," and it's like, yeah, there's there's weight to it, and like, yeah, it's something that is like a big deal, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I'm not gonna live my life in fear or in anxiety of, uh, of of like of a different. I don't know, you know, like I'm not saying I'm not going to live my life in a fear, yeah, in a state of like worry, because um, that's not, yeah, that's not what God called us to, you know. Yeah, it's like it's a God giving us freedom from we can make fun of each other, we can make fun of because I you you can poke fun at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing is when you guys, is in like my close friends, make fun of my career not being legitimate, yeah, um, because you know that that's something that like I feel like I have to prove to people, yeah. You know, and like my fear is that my career is not legitimate. Like that's one of my it's biggest. Because it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, so there are times when I lay, like, like, it, just I mean, to be real with, like, you know, there are times when I wake up and I think, okay, I've been faking it for four years now. One day this is gonna fall apart. People are gonna see through me. They're gonna not think I'm funny anymore. Everything's gonna come crashing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that fear is something that could control me. Or my or my friends can be like, you know. Uh, you made fifty dollars at your show last night, and, and and that's what you make per show, right? So yeah, I mean, I'll take care of dinner because clearly you don't have money, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're right. It is silly for me to be afraid of this. Yeah, exactly. It is silly for me to let this. I think uh, if uh, Yamaguchi was alive, whenever this thing came out, I think he would almost take it as a. It it would be silly if for the last seventy years of his life, uh-huh. 
he was absolutely miserable and never enjoyed anything again. Yeah. That would be, it would be sad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I, I don't know the, his story. I hope that's not the existence he had the rest of his life, you know? No. Yeah. He seemed like he had a pretty full life. That's right. Sad, I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean like, yeah, that's something that happened. I think that's kind of the point of tragedy comedy stuff is like, we can acknowledge this happened. Mm-hmm. These emotions exist. This invoked this in us, but now we move on from it. Now we take the power away that now we're not going to sit here and dwell on it and worry about it for years and years and decades and decades or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because because it happened, but it doesn't define us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So I think that would be that would be to take into not the line, but to take into consideration with the joke. Yeah, is um. Am I drawing us toward a better future from this, or am I enabling us and hurting us to stay in it? That makes sense. Yeah, I you know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good insights. That got a little heavier than we normally get on the show. Um, maybe it's a good time to hear from one of our. I was going to say, now that we're in a heavy kind of thing, let's hear from someone we believe in. I'm Jessica. I am an actress, and I'm also. Uh, am Ryan. I'm an actor. I'm also, uh, yes, I am Wilbur. I am an actor. And, um, yeah, so I'm Common Drew, and I'm an actor, but I'm also, hey, I'm Tony. I'm an actor, and I'm a, a real, real person. person. I'm Iago, the parrot from Aladdin. I am a fictional character, and I'm here to say... That actors, actors are real people too. All these commercials at the bottom of the screen say paid actors, not real people. Actors are people too. This message is brought to you by AARP. Actors are real people. A proud sponsor of the Things I Learned Last Night podcast. Yeah, it's such a good organization. So glad to have them supporting the show. Absolutely. Um, what they're doing. Absolutely. We really believe in it. And uh, mm-hmm. it in any... Anything we could do to help them, yeah. uh, we're, we're behind them 100 It's crazy that we got the pa- the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> it's to, really to unbelievable. Be a it's really unbelievable. But, oh. you know, you know what they say. Um, what do they say, Tim? <laughs> Go ahead. I think you expected me to finish that sentence, but uh, I really want to know what you know they say. You know what they say. Um, you can ask for three more wishes, and <laughs> sometimes you'll get a parrot. <laughs> I don't, have we ever done that on the show? I know we've made those jokes here. No. Jaren and I like to do um, this thing where we say, you know what they say. <laughs> you know what they say. You can lead a horse to water, but it won't drown itself. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just, we like to take those those things and just mess it up. Um, and so that's what I just did there, and I really like it. Um, hey, you got any chapstick? Or? <laughs> no, I actually, yesterday... My chapstick, I was trying to, like, spin the thing to get it to go down, mm-hmm. and it wasn't going down, so I tried to push it down with my finger just ever so slightly to where I could get it back on the track to where mm-hmm. I could spin it, and so. I squished it, like, hard. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell you a story. Oh, great. Um, Stop. We don't have time for this in this podcast. <laughs> we do not have let me this. episode's going to be two this, hours Let me just long. do this part. Um, we've got plenty of time. Uh, so much to edit out of this. So, man walks into a bar. Um <laughs> He says he, every good story starts with a man walks into a bar. This story. Man walks into the bar. He's in a bar. I remember Looks in over. psychology class you telling me this, and you were so proud when you came in one day. It's so you were like, good. hey, you want to hear my favorite joke? And I was like, yeah. This is Tim, literally my favorite You have a joke good ever. sense of humor. This is going to be really good. This is my favorite joke ever. Um, so the guy, a guy walks into the bar. Uh, he sits down at the bar. He, he orders a drink. And he looks across the bar. Across the bar, he sees a man with a giant orange head. And he looks over to the bartender, and he says, hey, um, do you know that guy? And he said, yeah, he's a regular here. He's like, do you know why he has a giant orange head? And the guy <laughs> said, I don't know. Why don't I you? The bartender this. says, well, I don't know. Why don't you buy a drink and ask him? And so he said, okay. And so he bought him a drink. 
and sent the drink over to him and then moved over by him and introduced himself and the guy said thanks for the drink and and there was kind of a moment with a short pause and the man with the giant orange head looks up at the the man who bought them the drink and says i i assume you want to know why i have a giant orange head and the man says yes that is that is why i bought you the drink i'm curious why you have a giant orange head and he said well it's it's actually a pretty sad story he said a while back i was penniless i was on my last leg um and i'm walking along the beach and i stubbed my toe and i looked down um, and it was a lamp, like the type, like an oil lamp, like you see, um, that genies are in. So I thought, what the heck, I'll give this a shot. And I rubbed it and a genie comes out and he says, oh, you have freed me from my eternal prison. I, I am in your debt. So for this, I will grant you three wishes, whatever you want. Your wish will be my command. The man with the orange head said that he stood there for a moment and he pondered and he said, I know exactly what, what to ask for. And he asked the genie, he said, for my first wish, I wish I were rich. And the genie says, your wish is my command. And all of a sudden, the man had a had a lavish suit on. He had pockets full of money. So everybody know, I'm texting people <laughs> during this story. I've heard it so much. I know how it ends. He has keys to a really nice car <laughs> in his pockets. The man is clearly very rich. And he said, thank you, Genie. And the Genie says, <laughs> you, you have <laughs> two wishes left. The man with the orange head says, okay. So for my second wish, I thought for a moment, and I, he's like, I knew exactly what I should ask for. <laughs> and he, he tells the Genie, um, he, he's, he said, for my second wish, I wish for a beautiful wife. And the Genie says, your wish is my command. And all of a sudden, he has a ring on his finger and a beautiful woman by his side. She's his wife. Um, the wish came true. And then... The man with the orange head looks at the man who bought him a drink, swirls his drink around in his cup a little bit, and he pauses, takes a deep breath, and he said, and my third wish, he's like, I think I think this is where I messed up. He said, for my third wish, I wished for, for a giant orange head. <laughs> it's not that funny. It's, like, it's this really long story. To the buildup of <laughs> of nothing. That's oh, so good. <laughs> I just love the. And this is where I messed up. I wish for a giant orange. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told that story and not been able like and said wish for a giant orange head without laughing. With a straight face. I know. That's. I think that's that's the most of the reason that I'm upset. I've been telling this story for like seven years. <laughs> well, I think, I think at this point, I don't I don't know what else to do other than fiddle off. <laughs> Wait, that was the whole thing. <laughs> no, we're not gonna fiddle off yet. It's time to fiddle off. That was what. You, so the whole the whole podcast was about Yamaguchi, but you you disguised it. So I could tell my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up. I knew you'd bring it up if hey, I went down this, this route. This guy walked into a bar. <laughs> right, and uh, sees a guy across the bar with an orange head. Right? Giant orange head. Giant orange head. You're butchering the chair. And he goes, says to the bartender, hey. Uh, all right, I'm just going to skip to the end of the punchline. Um... He goes, what did you wish for? You know, we've already gone through the whole story that you did, okay? Yeah, the whole thank setup. you. So what did you wish for? He goes, well, first of all, I wish for a wife. Okay. No, he wished for money first. He wished for money. He goes, I wish I was rich. I had a bunch of money. It's great. They called them wishy rich. Wish. <laughs> wishy rich. No, wishy rich. W- rich witch. No, that that's the sandwich shop. He was wishy rich. That's Jimmy Jones. (laughs) I have a new Jimmy Jones joke. Do you want to hear it? No. Finish what you were saying. I'll tell you after we're done recording. No. (laughs) (laughs) My first wish was to be really rich. Uh, The second wish was for smoking hot wine. I don't think I was going to. I don't think I was going to. My third wish. This is where I think it went wrong. 
I'm just I'm thinking about what the punchline is. My so third wish <laughs> is that I would survive two atomic bomb attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Tragedy plus time equals that joke. <laughs> All right. Well, we gotta fit a lot. <laughs> yeah, we really gotta fit a lot. <laughs>